eating some Pink Floyd this week. <laughs> you always provide really good stuff for the beginning of the podcast. Some people say that's the best part because it's short and sort of fun. You get through it. You get through it. It's like, oh, I only listen to the first three minutes of their podcast. It's the music and, well, you know, the funny stuff. John's just sitting there in a slow boil, but he looks calm. All right. I told him the opioid epidemic is in my house. <laughs> I ran out. Tip of, the, tip of the spear. That's a good joke, John. I like that. It's not a joke. <laughs> Chris was extremely un- intoxicated. Speaking of which, is it okay if I drink a beer while I'm on this call? Sure, oh, sure. You know, just make it, as long as it's a craft beer, if you're drinking like cha- the champagne of beers, cl- stop. <laughs> Testing one, two, three on my mic. 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 I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Todd Walbert. I'm Gary Cranbeck. I'm Paul Coletti. I'm John Greenwood. And we did it right. Woohoo! <laughs> yes. How about that? First try. It's like boys. riding a bike. It's like riding a bike. It's like the old photo cave boys are all back together. That's right. Hey, and they are. Uh, welcome uh, to the Talking Pictures Podcast. I'm Todd Meisner, and one of the only two people in the room that still work in this building. <laughs> uh, the, the, I've joined, I've asked these, these retired uh, gentlemen to come in and talk about the building we're about to leave. We're 1725th Avenue in Moline, Illinois, uh, is about to not become the Dispatch Argus building. We are moving to East Moline, which is east of here. Um, into a nice brand spanking new fancy building. We are leaving a building that can be best described as Todd. Windowless. Gary. <laughs> mm, <that's> Ancient. <laughs> I won't miss my words. I'm going to say a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to start the podcast by asking nobody to say anything that will get Gary and I fired. <laughs> But I think we can all agree that it probably is that. John stole my thunder. Depressing. <laughs> Depressing. So we're leaving this building, and given the idea that uh, newspaper co- corporations are consolidating and other news organizations are uh, moving out of their older buildings into smaller buildings with smaller newsrooms, I felt that this was a relevant topic. Plus, it gives me... An, well, we don't have beer here. This would be better if we were doing yeah, this with beer. But... Yeah, but yeah. Uh, we're going to have to just live without the beer uh, and and talk about the building. And since Gary was here the longest, I want to know what Gary's first day was like when he arrived. Your first day at the dispatch in this building. They had just finished building it, didn't they? (laughs) Indians were still attacking from (laughs) bases along the river. Custer? No, it was Colonel Davenport. (laughs) Colonel Davenport. Colonel Davenport. Mounting a valiant defense. That's right. The only thing I remember is uh, the day of my interview, I came up the elevator on the second floor there, and as you came down the hallway, there was rooms on the right side. There were several rooms, one after another. And they said, okay, you'll be starting on a certain day, which is almost like two days, two weeks after that. And I came that day to work, and I come up the elevator, and I'm like, oh, I'm on the wrong floor. So I went up one more floor, and I thought, this ain't the floor. So I went back down the second, 
And what they have done between that time is they took all the rooms and knocked them down. So it became the newsroom, became one large room. Mm. Wow. So that really threw me off. <laughs> That is weird. With a giant, with four giant pillars in the middle of it. There's no flow. There's, this building's got no feng shui. No. Well, the, I mean, people should probably know it's been added on how many times? Uh, three oh, times. Right. Three. How many? Three? Yeah, I think three times. Three times. Three major. And it's, uh, I think everybody's first impression. I mean, how many times have you come across an intern like wandering in a dark yeah. hallway going, <laughs> where am I? <laughs> it, there's no, uh, there's no real thought to the layout. And there's been, uh, well, the you know, how many times uh you know the 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 bullpen the photo department is like either 110 degrees or you're going to die of hypothermia mm. there's no in between because <laughs> the heating and air conditioning so challenging in the building yeah we're in the room that we've mentioned this before in the podcast but for those of you who are new uh, we're in a room that has an air vent that apparently is the air vent that is the last stop for air in the entire three-story building. And so we had to take the louvers out of it because all you'd hear is it whistling yeah. up in yeah. the corner, and that makes for bad podcasting. So, um, But, yeah, no, it's a, it's an environmentally challenged building. Yeah. Uh, John, first day. You my came over day, from the Argus. Yeah, my first day, I remember walking into the photo department, and you had the zigzag to go into the room, the brick brick walls to eliminate the light. It didn't have the revolving door. Oh, really? And that, I thought that was great. And, yeah. Uh, they, uh, I thought they pulled the doors from the Argus and brought them over here. But I thought it was so neat. But uh, you walk in, everybody had little cute, little rooms. It was divided up. Oh, it wasn't open it, with the sink in the no, middle? No, it was not open. Uh, was it, Gary? There were, there were some separate rooms. Yeah, there was a, actually a wall that went between mm. where our computers are right now. There yeah. was a wall. Yeah. And so there was actually four separate rooms. Mm -hmm. uh, one room was for black and white printing. One was for making tri-mass for color. Uh, the other one was for developing black and white. And I forgot what the other one was for. It eventually became the color processing room. Wow, that's hard it, to imagine. It, wow, because now yeah. to describe the, the room is oh, it's, it's a... We are separate from the newsroom. We're kind of in the corner in a cave. And um, it, it, you used to come into the room through a revolving door. When I got here, it was a revolving door. And then um, it, there's a room, which is about how big? Eight by ten. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not much bigger no, than that, it's though. It's maybe it's that. ten by I'd, ten. I'd say it's no. like maybe 15. 14 by 14, 15 yeah, by 15, yeah, yeah. something like that. I go 14. And then there are two smaller rooms, which were wet rooms when mm -hmm. I arrived. One was for black and white, and we had the wing lynch. We, Gary and I found the wing lynch directions, <laughs> and then we burned them. Thank God you kept them. Yeah, I know. Well, you, you, the stuff that we have dug out of cabinets is unbelievable. Yeah, terrifying. Invaluable in a third world country. That's right. <laughs> Somebody's just discovering photography. But, yeah, my first day was... Um, what was the name of that? Uh, well, you guys would know. The the John would know the 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 cleaning lady, yeah. oh. the cleaning lady who sounded like she smoked fourteen pack of cigarettes. Uh, oh, in the Bernice? First, Bernice. Bernice. Okay. Yeah. So I come of in the back door. Of course, it's Bernice. Yeah, of course, it's Bernice. <laughs> right. So I walked in the back. Terry, because we were, I got there before the front doors were open. So I came in the back door, and the back door was open, and Bernice was standing there. <laughs> And Ber to describe Bernice, Bernice was um, old, even when she was young, but she was old. Uh, and my mother would describe her as ridden hard and put away wet. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, white hair. Uh, she just, she looked like a character out of Harry Potter. I mean, and and she sounded like she had, um, like what gravel sounds like when it falls out of the back of a truck. That's what she sounded like. And she met me at the back door and, and was like, who are you looking for? And then I'm like, this is my, hello, coworker. <laughs> Nice to meet you. I've never worked with anybody this old before. And then uh, I said, well, I'm looking for Terry Herbig. It's my first day. Follow me. And we went. I don't know that the staircase still exists that we went. I have no idea. <laughs> but she wandered me through what seemed to be a maze. And that what's that artist that... that oh, Escher. Yeah, Escher. yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like an Escher. Escher print. Yeah, Escher print. I'm like, where am I? I'm upside down. <laughs> and then I came around the corner and the photo department had... Back in the days of film, there was a desk outside, and and uh, Terry sitting there. He's like, "Hey, Terry, this guy is looking for you." <laughs> uh, thanks, Bernice. <laughs> oh, I'm here. I'm starting my first day. So that was my my introduction to the dispatch was Bernice. Didn't Bernice have was it clothespins clipped yes. all over her? Yep. Her upper. Her what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finish she, the sentence, John. I need to know. I totally forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Clothes pins and uh, safety pins. And, she huh. was kind of like a low-rent Ray Rayner. <laughs> for those of you who know who wrote... Anyway, that's a, that's a really inside Chicago joke. But anyway, so that was the first day. And then my, my first assignment was to go look for a weather feature. And so I went and looked for a weather feature, and over here by the I-74 bridge, there was those line of trees, and I, you know, I shot a pattern feature where the guy is driving the mower through the pattern of trees, and I'm like, oh, look, first day, scored. And so we were, I brought it back and uh, um, went to, you know, develop my film, and I, I went to, um, we had an ectomatic printer, yeah. <laughs> and I bumped it. So the chemicals inside oh, it coagulated oh. and created the white precipitant. White, white fatal cloud. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like something you see in a Bond movie that it like wipes out the East Coast. And so I, then now, because I used one at the Office of Public Information, mm. I broke it down and refilled mm. it and like record. To, anytime I worked that midnight shift, oh. I never clean that thing that quick, never, <laughs> ever once. Put it all back together, and then um, one of you guys like come through the thing. Hey, how was your first day? And I'm like, oh, great! I just re- almost ruined the printer, and got my picture out. And then just that was like going to be the front page picture. I'm like, first day, front page, yay! And then some ducks got rescued in downtown Moline, <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Who would have thought? Yeah. And, and yeah. Kevin Verovic Adams, better known as Hyphen, the uh, mullet photographer. Mm. Uh, ran downstairs downtown and scored the picture of the ducks being rescued, and I got relegated to like B four classified, yeah, 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 classified, yeah. So it's like, yeah, so that was yeah, that was wow. the first day. Life in the fast lane. That's yeah. right, yeah. Todd. First day in the dispatch building. Well, it was weird for me because I was in the bureau for a long time. So a lot of my memories are driving in, bleary-eyed, dropping film off, either at the desk or later after post-desk. Uh, we had that film yeah. thing where yeah. they, we were in the darkroom and it was like... It was like a pass-through, like yeah. a mail pass-through. I forgot about that. And uh, I can remember, and I think Herbig used to delight in standing in the circular 
revolving door and scaring the crap out of people when he heard him like come into the photo department, which is always like, I'm not supposed to be here. And he'd be there. Jesus. Yeah. It was always fun. What a scamp he was. He was. Yeah. But, uh, the, the, as far as the bullpen goes, I thought it was always cool that it still kind of stank like chemicals <laughs> in a weird way. You know, yeah, we're, we're, mo- we're moving, and I finally got my room, my my office to stop smelling like fixer. <laughs> Do you want me to come over and spill some? So <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. Old memories. Yeah, I could just go to your laundry room. I can, I can, yeah, there we go. Your wife comes out here to do laundry, and there I am. Todd needed a fix. Make some potpourri for you, D seventy six and fixer. This podcast has descended into old mandom. <laughs> but the the building as a whole, it's always it's always been I like there's certain things I'll never forget. The uh in the men's room, the hand washing uh torture Scald, because the, scalding, yeah, scalding and boiling water. The, it, uh, it's like water boils at two hundred and twelve degrees. The water coming out of faucets like two hundred and eleven Yeah. It's it's yeah. really amazing because yeah. I, I can remember when uh uh, our HR person used to hand out the little, you know, to avoid the flu, wash your hands, you know, sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And I'm like, you can't. There's no, there's no, no physical had, way. You had three seconds of cold water. Yeah. And it was instant. Instant, instant pain. Instant. Yeah. Like it was, it was eyes rolling. Oh, it was yeah. amazing. And I can remember making coffee with that. <laughs> it would be, remember the water would look like milky white because it was so hot. And then you'd be like, oh, I'm going to drink this. Yeah. But and, and that's in the. It was because there. I asked maintenance once, and it's because the hot water pipes sit right next to the cold water pipe. Yeah, whoever plumbed it. And and so, it is cold water that comes out of the pipe. It's just the fact that it's it's next to a boiler pipe. Yeah, and it becomes hot water. But and you were saying you had three seconds of cold water. That was three seconds of water if you were the first guy in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On know, first shift at seven thirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you followed Tony in no, and, and Tony's oh, making and filling a, a coffee pot full of water, then you know, then you're just like, oh, I'll just put antibacterial. On yeah, forget it. I'm out. My pink hands. Yay, Paul. First day. Uh, my first day, um, the, well, I think the reason I had such harsh words for the building when we went around the table was because I came, I started work here at this at the dispatch coming from a newspaper in Sterling. It had Sterling. cold water? It had actual <laughs> legit cold water, straight up. Well, it was real luxury. Man, I'm so jealous. The building, the building of the newspaper I came from in Sterling was akin to the one that the dispatch Argus is moving into. It was a new building that had been renovated. It, it was, you know, decked Beautiful. out. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I, when I came here to interview, I didn't actually come into the building. You and I went out and had lunch and interviewed, and we met in the front of the building. I didn't I, want I, you to come in. Yeah, I saw the lobby. <laughs> I saw the lobby. I'm so I took the job. I accepted the job, and I showed up on my first day, and I walked in expecting the rest of the building to look like this this new, bright, shiny building I was coming from in Sterling. And I looked at the carpets and the walls and the lights, and I was like, oh, my God, I've made a huge mistake. Like, where am I? What did I agree to? And, but, of course, I hadn't made a huge mistake. Like, it was brilliant. Yeah. But my, my first day was um, – my first impressions of the building were, were not great. Um, but I guess that really just gave me some perspective as how to – um, how the Russians live. Yeah, how the <laughs> Russians live. No, uh, what <laughs> Siberia gulags must be like. <laughs> no, to, to kind of um, uh, 
With the a Kong. <laughs> when interns showed up and I see the same look on their face that I had on my first day, I'm like, don't worry. I know the building's a little rough, but you're going to love it here. You just yeah. enter so, the yeah. twilight. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. I never yeah. really, yeah, I never thought about that, but they do get that kind of bright and shiny look on their face like, like uh, <laughs> three months of this. <laughs> yeah. The other one of the other favorite places of mine is uh, when you get called down to shoot an editorial meeting, and uh, oh, oh my God. to oh explain God. that they the offices that the, our conference office on the first floor is like 1970s chic. It's all wood paneling, <laughs> and I don't know where they dug those fluorescent lights up, but they're like <laughs> the it's oranges. Like, yeah, I had to custom white balance my camera every single time I shot in there, oh. and I would bury the Kelvin setting all the way down to like 2,000. <laughs> Like just to get it to look close to white. So any any normal room, it's gonna look like you know yeah. a blue filters yeah, over your yeah. lens. It's it was it was always a uh, are you kidding me? And then you had to shoot from a ridiculous angle to avoid the back of someone's head. The back yeah. of someone's yeah. head, and uh, so you'd be there. Our publisher would be there. Uh, usually our a writer and our editorial writer, and then whomever we were speaking with, and then you'd, so you'd just be scampering around this room trying to make. Any kind of a photo that doesn't look like a guy sitting <laughs> in a in a seventies, you know, like hustler den. Or something. With partial picture frame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Completely. Between that and the, yeah. the sheen off the effervescent oh, yeah. panel. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yep. Everything shines. Everything reflects. The um and the, the the picture that's directly behind everybody who ever comes into that room is a. Characters, it's like a character drawing of the people in the newsroom. <laughs> that's right. It's a Christmas card from 1972. I don't think that's coming with us. I think the smalls took that with them. Did they? Yeah. Um, it didn't really play well, though, when you had like the governor giving you like an editorial board meeting and the photo you run in the paper is of him making a strong point with Garfield over his shoulder. <laughs> like, ah, happy anniversary dispatch from Garfield. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I think that was what was President Garfield? Yeah, uh, yeah I think. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the, but that, the, that room, you could go through our archive and find out how. Like if we think the person was super important because we thought the person was super important, we might light it. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that we didn't think Barack Obama was going to become president (laughs) because not only did we not light it when he showed up for his, his editorial board, but um, we sent the intern. (laughs) (laughs) Uh So it's like, Oh man, our first pictures are, Future president of the United States is kind of available. Light is my favorite. (laughs) Kind of yellow. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, good times. Good, 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 good. good, good. You miss it though, don't you? You miss it. You miss it. I've completely romanticized my time here. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. 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 Exactly. I'm delusional. (laughs) Yeah. Delusional. Gary and I haven't got there yet. It is. I'll tell you. One of the things I do miss in deeply Gary. is just Gary <laughs> being in the company of photographers. Mm. Yes. Um, when yes. you're working at home, I mean, I, you, so you, you never forget. hang out with Greg Bull, right? <laughs> no, uh, no. Greg, Greg Bull's not a photographer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if he listened to the podcast, I'd worry about what I just said. But you know, 
Um, <laughs> he doesn't know how to work a computer. He doesn't know how. Yeah, yeah right. He's to... messing with the radio dial. <laughs> yeah. It's not on there, Greg. How do I tune this iPod? <laughs> what channel are you guys on? <laughs> Is that AM or FM? Um, oh, he's got just... only an AM. <laughs> oh, you know it's oh, on he AM. Actually, special orders his Subarus to only have AM, AM radios. radios. <laughs> that um, but just 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 seeing other people, you learn so much through just kind of the osmosis, the osmosis of being around other photographers, other people's workflows. Um, and the, I don't know how many times the, I reached out to you guys, you know, this one or this one, this one or this mm-hmm. one. Sure. And it's yeah. like, oh, that one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, these it doesn't work suck. with the wife. The yeah. focus. <laughs> exactly. yeah. And it's so, it's so kind the critiques you get. What were you thinking? <laughs> anyway. Um, Why but you, you know, maybe again? next yeah. time you might want to try. <laughs> yeah. Um, next are, time you shoot are, Barack are, Obama, Todd, you might want to light it. Right. Are they still there? Why are you asking? Because you're going back out. <laughs> Great. Um, but no, I mean, it's just such a vital, you know, uh, and just, and just like I say, you learn so much through other people's workflows and, you know, oh, gr- you know, Greenwood does this or, you know, Gary does that. <laughs> so sure you don't, sure as hell don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I, I, I learned, I learned plenty. Look what I got him. <laughs> <laughs> Gary looking at vertical photos with his head tilted, <laughs> like the dog in the, the radio commercial. He's still... RCA Victor? The RCA Victor, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I turn my camera every time now to look at it. I, I tried it the other, the other way, yeah. and I, uh, I, can, yeah. I can't, can't take it. it. I have to turn the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Once you learn from the master, you yeah, can't yeah, 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 you're ruined. That's why Gary's neck is so flexible, because he's constantly exercising it. <laughs> he's stretching out. What's going you on? Go to the, you go it's, to the left, don't you? It's those roller bearings. You go to the left. I think he goes to the right. right. He goes you to the right. right. I'm a right leaner. Yeah. You're a right leaner. That's another podcast, Gary. <laughs> well, the I don't know if it's nobody weird mentioned not. the Argus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, I don't even know. I, it's weird to be here in in here alone. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. Like, do, like either do, really do, late do, at do. night or like super early in the morning. Like you're coming in to cover something, and uh, like that was always or or, or being uh, the first one in. Well, being the first one in and finding. Stevie Tappa still at his desk. <laughs> He's working that. on a 24-hour 24-hour clock, yeah. Stevie, go home. Go home. <laughs> well, I'm almost through. Yeah, almost two, done. Two more minutes. <laughs> and newspapers on been on people's porches for like seven hours, big guy. My, 47th, um, my 47-inch gamer. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Juan versus Sherrard. Um, <laughs> Tico, come on. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the... I don't have any. Uh, I will tell you one of the one of the kind of neatest. Maybe I don't know if it's neat or not, but it's it, one that stuck in my mind recently. Um, when uh, we it was me and Meg, we were working a night shift, and uh, the and it was one of those like completely atypical Quad City storms where it looks like we're just going to get shellacked, and it ends up going like north or south of us, and and it's a, a goodbye Galesburg. Yeah, right. A, a bunch of do about nothing. <laughs> But uh, we were sitting there, we were watching the radar, and we were in the, the bullpen and, uh, you know, getting ready, getting our gear ready. And one of the, I don't think she's here anymore, but uh, one of the copy editors stuck their uh, their head in the newsroom and they're like, we're going into the basement. Because it was, you know, they were like, take cover now and all this stuff. And we were like slipping our rain j- jackets on. And, and I, don't know, I don't know if Meg remembers this or not, but she looked back at me with the biggest grin on her face. And it was like, 
I belong now, don't I? And it's like, yeah, we're going to go something, we're going to go do something really stupid that, you know, the, everybody on, you know, the t- the radio stations telling us not to do. And we're going to go, cover. we're going to go look for storm ignore. damage. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to completely ignore everything and we're going to go driving around looking for storm damage. So that was kind of a fun, fun little moment. And the, the, the sign that I hope to unscrew and take with me. <laughs> No, I shouldn't say that now. We'll we'll edit this out. Uh, <laughs> is the um, the nuclear fallout shelter oh, yeah. sign oh, right outside our that door? That has to happen. Yeah. That has got to happen. The, the, the building we're in is a nuclear fallout <laughs> shelter. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, there's like a two layered basement. I mean, if 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 the North Koreans attack, yeah. that'd be a good just place to come be. to the dispatch building. Yeah. I don't know what the new building's like. I think we're just gonna all die. I mean, if the if <laughs> with North the Korea rest had, of us, come on. Well, okay. Well, I'll, I'd be proud to die with you. <laughs> if the zombies attack, I'm going to your house for the guns. Straight, yeah. Gary, weirdest thing that happened in the building? Well, we're talking about, you know, our times here with, you know, the years gone by. I remember talking to Fred Marza one time when I first started, and there was some darkroom equipment I was looking for if we had it. And he said, well, go down down and check the other darkroom. And I go, other darkroom? So yeah, it's down in the basement. And he was telling me all the stories about the darkroom down there. So he said, you might want to take a flashlight. I don't know if they even have power down there anymore. So... I went down there, and it was basically you get down to the very bottom of the steps, and you head straight, and then off to the right, there was this, it looked like a cardboard shanty, you know, <laughs> two by fours, <laughs> plywood, had sliding doors, and I walked in there with the flashlight, and it was like something out of Indiana Jones. <laughs> it was really spooky. I mean, there was cobwebs. Hilton head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I mean, there was, like I said, it was cobwebs and dust all over the place, and still old sinks, and... You know, trays that have been laying there for years. And it was just really spooky to go back into what Fred Marzoff was working to what, you know, I was now working. That really modern darkroom on the second floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I envis- as he's telling the story, I envision a skeleton still stuck to, like, an old wrestler and larger, like, all covered in cobwebs and just, like, and with, a, like, a fedora that says press on it, just kind of... <laughs> you know, attach the. Why don't we just go down there? Still there? Yeah, right. Well, I think they, they took. The, they tore the whole thing down. Oh, did they? Yeah, um, probably about 10, 11 years ago. There were probably the homeless thing. guys from the alleys living in there. They, they yeah. Probably discovered yeah. Jimmy Hoffa's ring finger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. What's I mean, this? other than that, the only thing I can remember is is uh, it's this being our studio. This was a supply room for the composing, and our studio was the entryway into our office. And behind that was a catch-all room, which is now our library. And you go taking pictures of somebody with the backdrop coming down, and all of a sudden the backdrop would move, and it'd be somebody sneaking through into the, <laughs> into the newsroom uh, via the back stairs. So how, it, how big a space is it? I mean, I know how big it is, but how, 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 how tell the people how big a space we're talking about. This is not... I'd probably say... Eight or nine feet wide, if that. Wow. Uh, I mean, there's a door there now. Before, it was just a carved-out hole in the wall. You know, but it'd be nothing. Exposed brick. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have lights. You know, and the lights were really close. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, up here, you, you know, you got a lot of room to put your lights up there. It was, like, right on top of the people. And they'd start opening that backdrop up, and one of the lights would start tilting towards oh, the person. You'd be like, oh, God, no. Yeah. <laughs> we- we lost a lot of subjects that way. <laughs> Kill some guy. 
Paul, weirdest thing? Weirdest thing. I'm going to disappoint you and say I don't really have any weird stories. I feel like if the the history of this building was in some kind of like horror story and like we were talking about a haunted house, that my time here was like, oh, there was that quiet period for eight years back in the aught, <laughs> aught threes, you know, like, and, you know, and that was my time here. Like, oh, I don't think anything fun or exciting or weird or paranormal ever happened to me. There was a time the intern and I almost got beat up in the alley. But that's not. I mean, we were outside the walls of the building, so I don't think that counts. But. I think. The, I think. The, I think the, the, the the history of the alley comes along with the building. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were leaving the building one night, and a couple of local not homeless guys. <laughs> yeah, a couple of local celebrities, a couple of alley celebrities without shirts and looking pretty rough, said, "Hey, man, you got a cigarette?" I was like, oh, sorry, man, I don't smoke. I don't have a cigarette." He said, "I bet if I kicked your ass, you'd have a fucking cigarette." <laughs> Like, you know, and then these two guys are pissed off, you know, because you don't have cigarettes. Yeah, we don't have. Well, because we're we're dressed and clean, and they're and they're like living under the bridge and don't have cigarettes. So, (laughs) yeah, Mike and I had to. You uh, elitist bastard. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Sorry, should have kept that safety pack of Marlboros in my pocket (laughs) just for instances like this. I don't smoke, but you can have them. It's sort of like that White House photographer that had the cat treats to get Clinton's cat to come out. That's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, here's a pack of spear guns. I'm running to my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul's like, my budget. My, I'm, I'm like spending so much money on cigarettes. <laughs> just like get to yeah. my car every night. <laughs> John, weirdest thing. Two, well, two things. But uh, one, just late in the evening, having to clean the ectomatic uh-huh. and refilling with the bleach. You, know, you had to wear an apron because you got that stuff. It ruined a lot of clothes. And Gary's knows this well. Yeah. Ruined a lot of clothes cleaning and just getting one drop of uh, bleach on your on your skin or clothes. Oh, yeah, it was not a not a fun experience. But the other uh, good old Russell Scott, our oh yeah, our manager, our late, general, our late late, ma- yeah. general manager, sent me talking about storm chasing. Russell had me chasing a tornado. One night, you know, he said, just go down south of Milan, you know, two miles, take a left. And uh, I had to be right on the edge of the, the uh, tornado. And finally, I think we had phones in our bag, big bag phone. And they said, Roger, actually, amazingly, Ruth Hart called me off. He said, no, no, get back. <laughs> we don't want to lose anybody in this thing. And the storm knocked down many trees, power lines, blah, yeah. blah, but... Uh, that's too funny. You know, it's Russ at Russ along that same line. Russ, I'm in the newsroom. He's like, "Oh, there's a tornado coming down, coming the, down the Mississippi." I'm like, "Okay," and and he said, "Maybe you can go up on the I-74 bridge and shoot it coming down the river." What? <laughs> yeah, because you know that they tell you that that that. In safety training, yeah. that when the storm's coming down <laughs> the large Mississippi River, to go get on a a bridge it'll, over the Mississippi, yeah. it'll jump the bridge. So you're saying, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and there are no trees up there to fall on you. <laughs> Perfectly safe. I love. I absolutely love Russ. And speaking of Russ, we so there's the, the they're selling everything in the building. If it's not tacked down or has a sticker on it, they're they're selling it. And um, I didn't think to put stickers on the photographs in the conference room, the newsroom conference room. Mm-hmm. And you all know that I had that picture I took of Russ yeah. for his retirement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because the conference room was built in where Russ's office used to be, I thought, well, it was appropriate to have a picture 
of Russ in the conference room. So off in the corner next to one of Paul's pictures, there was Russ kind of overseeing every meeting. Didn't think to go get it. Yeah. Somebody bought it? Somebody bought it. Wow. Oof. Joan Monk, one of the copy editors, bought it. No. Really? Well, it, oh, it's Joan. good that it's oh, going yeah. to... Well, yeah, but I was going to take Russ with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see that, and too. I, so I, I called Deneen and said, hey, you just sold Russ. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, well, you know, we told everybody to take their personal stuff off the wall. I'm like, oh. okay. Oh. I mean, she's right. I mean, if I really... I mean, I could make another print of Russ or whatever, but it was, it was weird. I mean... Mm-hmm. Of all the stuff someone wanted to buy, yeah. There, yeah. the yeah. picture of Russ with his feet up on his desk yeah. was was something somebody wanted as a memento. So, huh. yeah. but yeah, no, the things are. Somebody bought the big giant scale. I saw, yeah, yeah I saw that online. Yeah. yeah, the big giant scale went out the building. Yep. Um, you have any weird memories of the building? Well, that first day was kind of weird. Yeah, uh, I remember going down the back stairs again on that first day, or early in the in my tenure here, and. Um, Brian McNeil, who I'm betting doesn't listen to the podcast. John Greenwood's least favorite photographer who has ever worked here. Um, I'm sure Brian is kind to animals and cats. And no, he's probably not. But, um, but he was not a positive guy. I mean, he wasn't. He didn't exude positive energy. So, like in my first couple days, I was coming down the back steps, and he was going up the back steps, and he stopped and looked at me and said, "So do you hate it yet?" Jesus. <laughs> nice. Uh, no. I don't know. It's all kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Every day is weird. It's always just a little bit weird. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, who found the, the, um, the maintenance guy sleeping in this room? Oh, I did. Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I came to get uh, something out of here. I forgot what it was. And I opened up the door, and it's pitch black. And all of a sudden, there's this guy jumps up out of nowhere. And like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck in the world? <laughs> That's awesome. Reminds me of another story where uh, a janitor found a couple employees. Yeah. <laughs> we won't go. Otherwise engaged. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah. That was weird. That was weird. I'm glad I wasn't there. Yeah. Um, can't unsee. No, you can't unsee that. Do you? What's your fondest memory? I mean, I guess it's a pretty cliche question. Oh man, I don't know. Um, I don't know. You know, that's like I say, I've completely romanticized my time here, and uh, but the you know, it was just working with uh, the the people that we've worked with. Um, we've worked with a lot of really good people, and. Um, it was except always kind of for Brian McNeil. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the photo department was always kind of like everyone's place to go hide out for a couple minutes, which was Same at times right. super annoying because they'd come yeah. back and start chatting with you mm-hmm. when you're trying to actually do work. Um, well, you were fun. visible from the side door. Yeah, and I was and always so you were getting, a target. Yeah. And then Paul's Paul was in the multimedia room, and yeah. Paul was so a target. Had, yeah, they had to come physically look for door. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. But I was fully around the corner, and to this day, people don't want to make the extra three walk the extra three feet. They turn to Gary or whoever's in the new, in the bullpen and say, "Is he here?" Yeah. yeah. Well, you you can't walk two like two more steps. He's here. Yeah. Let me stop what I'm doing and look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's here. Yeah. That was. Uh, but it was you know it was a good time and. Um, yeah. I, I think know. that that I think that that. You know, I've, Paul and I were chatting before everybody got here, and that I've, I got here in 1989, and 
I have essentially lived in this building longer than I've lived anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I spend eight hours a day, you know, 48 weeks a year in this building. And, you know, we've lived in our current house 19 years. Before mm-hmm. that, it was seven. We were in apartments. Mm-hmm. We were in Iowa City. You know, I live. With, I only live with my parents for 17, mm-hmm. you know, and I've been here. So it's a... Um, as as bad as this building is, <laughs> I still it's have home. I, yeah. it's home. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I don't know, Gary and I talked about this the other day, that we don't know what the emotional reaction we will have when we walk out of here and they take our to- our mm. key cards away from us and say, You can't come back ever again. Wow. We're selling the building, we're burning it down, we're blowing it up. <laughs> um, of course you could be in the basement of the nuclear fraud and they blow it up, you'll yeah. survive. But yeah, no, I don't know what I don't know. I know that going through every single drawer, finding John's hot pot, <laughs> <laughs> which would cause quite the stir on Facebook when I I posted a picture of a garbage can. John's uh, hot pot was I put it on top because it, everybody knew that John always mm-hmm. used this hot pot. And when you left, you're like. You want this? I'm like, sure, leave it. And then I'm like, I gotta throw away John's iPod. This is so sad. You know, somebody complained. I threw some some old prints that were in ugly gold frames, and people were like, oh, "That's yeah. my cousin." Well, you can start digging through the dumpster yeah. down here and if come you get your cousin. Rescue your cousin from the trash. And people are always like, "Don't throw that away." Oh, I know. It's valuable. Yeah, it's still valuable. Yeah. Now I Just come from a family of hoarders, <laughs> and I have a basement full of de- five dead people's stuff, and so I understand the idea of like, well, I don't want to give it away, or I don't want to throw it away because it still has quote unquote value, <laughs> um, and so I've had to kind of it, the emotional toll it has taken on going through stuff. Um, it's it's that's been probably the weirdest thing. I think trying to extricate us from this building and seeing, you know, I found a drawer that had some Xerox pictures of Vidadich, who I meant to call, who I need to dial the phone here in a second to see if he'll answer. But um, but yeah. yeah, it's just been very very weird. The yeah, I'm sure I know it's going to be weird coming down to downtown Moline and this not mm. being here. I think that's going to be. Uh, Kind of a weird, yeah. weird transition, yeah. and mm-hmm. well, I still I have yet to drive by the new place. I need to yeah. really go do that. Gary, what's our biggest problem going to be there? I mean, it's not it's a super nice building, but you're like we're going to get stuck behind that train oh, every yeah. time we go to a fire. I did think about that. Mm-hmm. No, that's about the only thing I was thinking. It was the train. Um, I don't know. I timed it one day to see how much longer it's going to take me to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the what's the difference between? Uh, basically, like what Johnny Mark says, turning left to right, you know, different. Yeah. Uh, it's about an extra eight, maybe nine minutes oh, for me. Bad. Oh, that's not so that's bad. That's not bad. No. I'm surprised it's that much, but I don't drive it, so. I figured with traffic, yeah. though, you would no, add 15. What bridge do you come across? I come mostly 74. 74. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I mean, it's going to be a weird... Uh, a weird thing, and for me, because I'm, you know, I haven't been here for a while. It's, it's, uh, I officially will not be part of the family, and that is like weird yeah, to me. Like true. thinking you're about right. it, yeah. that you yeah. know, oh, I don't have the shared experience anymore. Yep, you're right. Uh, Speaking of the that. family, hold on, the phone is, is it ringing? Ringing. There you go. You hear him in your ear. Yep. Hello. Welcome to the conversation, Dan. The all your ex coworkers. Well, not all of them are here, but that's Todd, Gary, Paul, John, and myself. 
and we've been going around the table talking about uh, the, the the experiences in this building. What was your weirdest experience of being in this building? Well, first of all, hey, hey there, dispatch crew, current and former dispatch crew. Hi, Dan. You guys are doing well. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Dan we're good. Area, Dan. <laughs> um, what, so what was my... Which, what was your weird, kind of ex- well? What was your first day like? We started with the first day. What was your first day like? My first day. Oh my gosh, we're what? talking. This is this is seventeen and a half years ago. We're talking about intern. Hey. I've no, I've, I've intern. stepped over into intern. I've stepped over into old man land. Oh. Wait, isn't <laughs> my first day as an intern? I do remember that actually more than I remember my first full time day. First day as an intern, I believe was the day Todd. There was an announcement at one of the, I think at Illini Hospital, and you were shooting, you brought me with, you shot from the from the floor where the announcement was taking place, and you had me go up in like a balcony to get an overhead shot. And uh, and then you and I went to the mark and climbed up the, uh, to the catwalk and set lights up, up on t- the, that was in the catwalk. Test. That was a test. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for first, I'm pretty sure that was my first day. It was was going up there and hauling lights, you know, up the catwalk um, ladder. I believe Not that bad. was the main thing we did that day. It's trial by fire. Yeah, press, yeah. press conference and catwalk. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> if was, you can survive the boredom of one and the exhilaration of the other, then you know you're cut out. The for sheer it. terror. Well, <laughs> well, looking back on the looking back on the you know Lionel Hospital press conference, two photographers, one one. Taking a bird's eye view angle might have been a slightly overkill for that assignment, but <laughs> yes, we staffs have constricted. We can only, we have to have one person on the floor and one person in the catwalk now. I just remember going up the catwalk and thinking, "There's no way Donna in HR knows we're doing this. Like, there's no way she's signing off on no. this." No, 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 no. no. Who was the one? Well, what was your weirdest experience in the building? My weirdest. Ex- I don't know if I can talk about that. <laughs> Not by yourself. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm, jo- I'm joking. Does it involve a pack of cigarettes and some homeless guys? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. My weirdest. Ex- I don't. This is. I don't know if this is the weirdest experience, but <laughs> that seems to she? ring a bell. <laughs> no. <laughs> I. You know, they were doing some PR for the um, for the air show one year. And I, you know, I don't know what year it was. I'm gonna guess it was probably like 04, 05 or something like that. And um, Terry assigned me to fly with the Red Baron, uh, Red Baron Pizza biplane <laughs> to take photos from the biplane. So I went in the biplane with you know with these guys, and we're doing barrel rolls and all sorts of loops and whatnot. And like you know, I don't usually normally get motion sickness, or at least I didn't when I was in my 20s. And uh, but shooting and looking at the back of a digital camera to check on your frames, like in the middle of doing barrel rolls and, and whatnot, was not a great idea. <laughs> and I, I'll save you the details from uh, completely. But like once I got back to the office, I remember I, I just laid down in that there's like that little the walkway where we used to look at our negatives. This is obviously we're digital at this point, but. But yeah. the room that was in between the the outer desk area with the phones, and then the um, and then the uh, 
Dan, we all the room we know what room it is. The light table room. Yeah, the light table room. Get to the part where you throw up. I leaned down. No, I was saving you with that. I already threw up at this point. If you want me to get if you want me to get into it, I threw up in my mouth in the airplane. This is a family publication. Don't go there. And I did not want to I did not want to make a mess, so I swallowed back. I got back to the dispatch. Combat pay. Yeah. Went, went down in the back alley doors and immediately went into the men's bathroom and threw up some more in the bathroom. And I'd oh. stayed there for a while. And then I went upstairs to said light, light table room and laid down on the floor for about 45 minutes or something like that and took a little nap. And like I think you guys were – I think Todd, Terry, maybe John. I, don't know, I remember at one point – Kind of being awake and somebody like walking over me. <laughs> Should we split up his gear? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that qualifies as weird, but definitely one of the, mo- one of the ones that stands out for me. <laughs> Dan, 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 for, Dan, and the man. The, more and girls record, came back to the photo oh, department yeah, to see Dan God. than any other photographer, even more Come than Coletti. Oh, oh, you're it so, was exhausting. Oh, it was exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my that's, God, he's so handsome, ladies. Newscasters were interviewing Dan at, at Fires. Yeah. That's right. Hello. Not true. Hello, Hello handsome. For the record, I I am at our. We're like moving houses, and I'm like, if you've ever seen a a, a guy who's practiced for only photography and music for his whole life, try to. Um, try to mud some walls and do <laughs> corners and drywall. It's been a little bit of a frustrating day, so that's why I did crack open a beer. So. <laughs> Sand it down and apply it again. Yeah. You got kids, put them to work, man. <laughs> They're small. They got tiny little fingers to like do detail you know, work. My little girl, Maya, would probably do a better job than I just did, that's for sure. <laughs> they should start teaching mudding in kindergarten, don't you think? <laughs> Make those kids useful. No, yeah. Before I didn't want to keep you on the phone forever. So we what did we, we we review real quickly? We've talked about the weirdest thing that happened to us. We've talked about uh, first days. First day. Um, uh, who was the one that had the guy? I think Dan had an intern with him, or was it Paul? That they there was some disturbance at a um, at a truck stop. And then the, uh, the it's like, hey, welcome to journalism. You know, you're, oh, no, it was a high school student, and the guy killed himself? No, not me. That must have been you then, wait, Dan. No, no, wait. I, I shot, okay, I, I should use that, I shouldn't use that term. I photographed <laughs> the scene hmm. of the, the guy who killed himself. I think he was more like out of high school, like 20, 21, something like that, but was... Did I have an in? I did, I did have an intern with yeah, me that no, day. You didn't had I? a high school kid. You had a job shadow with That's you. That's right. <laughs> I had a. You're right. We did. We had a high school job shadow, and I, and I think I'm pretty sure I was like, like, uh, you might want to stay in the car for this, and I don't know. I probably gave him the option. I mean, I'm not their parent, I suppose, you know. But his name but wasn't man, Charlie was a, Manson, was it? <laughs> right. <laughs> That was definitely the most gruesome scene that I ever wow. saw. Wow. Which, and I didn't get the full, 
I didn't even get, like, was not able to get close enough to get a full view of what it was. But it was a silhouette shot, if I remember correctly. It was like, the- <laughs> wait a minute, and I think the shadow was a young, was a girl, like a, like a fifteen-year-old girl, like very young. We trusted you with a girl. Impressionable. <laughs> <laughs> there was a job shadow yeah. once that asked to come back on her own time so she could shadow Dan. <laughs> no. Yeah. Alleman girl. Boy, my memory does not serve me well. <laughs> it serves us well. We were all living vicariously yeah. through you. Deny, deny. But that's that's the that's the um that's the see what really you know that's what the attraction of Dan was to women was that he was so humble and he was like he was truly humble yeah. and so that he you know he had his rock star hair he yeah. played in a band he was a good <laughs> photographer, a photographer you know he was in good shape he ran the rest of us all just kind of like yeah I only run when I'm chased <laughs> and you know. And, and then we had an intern, and, and, and Roseman, yeah. and Roseman will comment on this podcast because I remember Roseman going out. He was an intern, and he came. They went out. Dan and Roseman went out drinking one night, and the next day I'm like, "Hey, how'd it go?" He goes, "I've never seen so many." Girls give somebody a number before, <laughs> but they just like it was like they were just shoving their number in his pants. That's that's so not true. No, it is. <laughs> I remember being over at the Argus because it's, I was working at the Argus at the time, and you'd walk through the Argus newsroom doors, and every every yeah every, every female reporter yeah. yeah under say thirty thirteen to thirty tee and run up to this yeah it was just like oh fuck's sake. So Dan, what are you gonna shoot today? What are you shooting, Dan? And are you gonna well, why, you why shooting didn't my you guys, Why didn't you guys do me a solid and smack me in the head and clue me in on this? <laughs> you know we, we have photos, Dan. Yeah, we didn't have to because you were such a humble, lovable oh, guy. Oh, you were like that, like you know, George Clooney is the guy that every man wants to be friends with. You know, and then every woman loves. So you're kind of like the George Clooney of the photo department. And then Coletti came in right, like right after you, kind and, of filled and, those shoes, and yeah. kind of filled your shoes. So Paul would be sitting. Paul would be sitting in the in the photo thing, and you'd like this line of women would be up down the hallway, and they'd be like, oh, "Is it my turn to talk Take to Paul today?" Oh. Take a number. <laughs> Nah. I paid Paul like a million dollars in overtime one year just because of his delayed by women coming to his cubicle. If, if anything, if anything, I am Brad Pitt to his Clooney. <laughs> that is going to make an awesome drop for the start of the podcast. I'm going to put a marker on this. That was, I'm going to hit the marker right there. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Well, if it, if it makes you guys feel better, I feel a little bit more like Jeff Bridges these days. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that in a good way because I'm a big fan. But yeah. you know, the long, the long hair, the the beard, the gut, you know, <laughs> the gut, the gut. Yeah. Maybe drank a little too much beer. Likes to sing and play guitar. You know. What's that? So. What's that? The the that movie that you love that Bridges is in. The, the oh, Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. The big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. The yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, Dan's the, the dude. dude. There you go. That's true. <laughs> the dude abides. You know, you were talking about, and this is one of those weird things that uh, I don't think anybody who doesn't work in a newsroom will never understand the, like, this is as unique of a weird place. I I, was, I spoke at a high school class a couple days ago about journalism and being a journalist and stuff like that, and we got on this topic about how 
completely, you know, I've never heard so much profanity and, and by superiors, not by, you know, underlings, but like how welcome profanity is, uh, how dark the humor is, um, and how, you know, I don't know. I, I, it's just, it's just as unique a workplace. Uh, and it's probably ruined us off forever. Like, I don't think we could ever go, like, work at Deer. It does work your personnel. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> and when, when you see something, like, like really dark but kind of hilarious and you snicker and everybody in the room kind of looks at you, yeah, you're like, oh, that's, I'm not in a You're a journalist. Yeah, I'm, I'm at Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at this. Do we, oh, we actually had a reporter that came from Utah uh, and she's the only reporter or any newsroom employee who I know of that ever complained about profanity in the newsroom. Wow. Ooh, what, really? Yeah. That was the... Boy, that like, got, it got really quiet all of a sudden. It's like, it was like, ooh. You buy a dog and complain about the bark. Like, yeah. You knew yeah. what you were getting, right? Yeah. 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 Well, they came from Salt Lake City. Okay. I imagine oh, wherever she was working yeah. was fairly Mormony, y yeah. And, uh, you know, not to... You know, not to disparage Mormons, but I bet you they don't swear as much. And uh, yeah, so it was. Except on that show, Big Love, they're always swearing. Really? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, if if the walls in the newsroom of any newsroom could talk. Oh yeah. It would. It would be like mother. (laughs) I just. It must be like an HR position here must be really difficult to and in any newsroom to walk the line because it is such a. It's such a weirdly unique place. I mean, you know, we have some really frank conversations about our coverage and uh, and all that, and it's I don't know, it, and that that's a that's I think that's a pretty unique thing you know, to newspapers. So, what are you guys gonna miss? I mean, they're gonna t- we kind of touched on it. The what are you gonna miss about this building and not being able to come back to it? Well, it's the people that you miss. You know, when I retired. I, uh, as I said, I uh, I was happy to leave, but by the same token, you know, it's they said then when I retired, uh, you worked with these people for thirty years, you know, they're yeah. your family, mm-hmm. and as weird as they are, yeah. Yeah. they are still family. deeply flawed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> horrifically damaged family. But, but yeah, I, uh, I miss the camaraderie. Yeah, well, I can echo something Todd and Todd you said a few minutes ago is that. Um, I, I don't know how much of an echo this comment really is, but I remember coming in on like a Sunday morning or being here late on a Saturday night, and when it's like quiet and you're just by yourself, you're alone in the newsroom or in the whole building, it's just really cozy. I mean, it's got low ceilings and it's dark. There's something very like big, warm embrace feeling about it. You know, like the whole building's giving you a hug and you can just kind of settle into it. Um, you know, the kind of thing that shiny new buildings, kind of that ambiance that they lack. Um, I, I definitely miss that, even though I work out of my house now. I miss, you know, not, you know, being in that kind of, like, comfortable, you know, embracing environment. So this building does have a lot going for it in terms of, like, comfort and familiarity. And, you know, it's pretty nice. And I, 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 don't, I miss that. Whoa, 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 Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the headphones just shot off yeah. Gary's ears. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know about you guys, but as much as we all, I don't think any of us really loved working the 10 hour shift on Saturdays too much, but, but I will sure. say like, there's something about coming in on Saturday at seven 30 in the morning to like an empty building. <laughs> yeah. 
that was something somewhat satisfying mm. in a in a weird way in a very maybe that says something about me i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> but like it was it was always kind of this like hey man i got this you know i'm here in the in the castle and i'm here alone yeah. and i'm like you know you, you had like, you had me time for a while yeah 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 it's king, kind of interesting king of the hill but the best times though always were when like when everyone from the staff or at least almost everybody from the staff was was there like monday through friday it was usually like monday through friday from like somewhere around like that two o'clock three o'clock zone where where the morning shift was editing and the afternoon shift was still coming in and maybe hadn't left their first assignment and everybody was in mm-hmm. and everybody's kind of bsing and either talking about what they just did what they're or what they're about to do and uh and just kind of get th- that time to get to know each other even more so throughout the days and oh, it's always cool like i loved working with you guys so much and it, you know it's been a long time since i was there but um I, you know obviously had a huge impact on my life absolutely and uh and it's when i heard that the you know the shop was getting closed down i was like i definitely that struck me a little a little hard and even though it's been 10 years since i since I walked through those doors as an employee, so. I get tearing up there a little bit. I know. Yeah. Somebody say something him. funny. <laughs> we're, not, we're not drinking, man. You're alone. He's alone. Yeah. You, know, you, you okay, record, buddy? Do we need to call somebody? Todd, for the record, the beer was. Uh, it's gone. Urban. Yeah. Urban. Sh- yeah, it is gone. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something don't you? It was a Zwickle from from Urban Chestnut in St. Louis. Ah, okay. Urban Chestnut out of St. Louis, yes. Yeah. Got, yes it's like one of the Dan. few things that came out of St. Louis. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, Paul, where are you from? <laughs> um, no, it's yeah. I've got actually. I have the. Um, I have some of that in my basement right now. There you go. Cool and it's actually it, an excellent lager. It's it's like a, a great replacement for other domestic beers if you need like an everyday. Mm-hmm. But I digress. <laughs> So Gary, when you walk out of this building, when you and I walk out, it's like, well, the last photographer, please turn the darkroom light off. Um, Do you have any anticipation? Well, it's about like moving to a new home. You you get that uh, excitement of moving to a new place, but then at the same time, you have all the memories and all that kind of stuff. So you're like, I'm going to miss this place, but I got this place going. So yeah, it's mixed emotions. I'm going to miss the high security we always had with our dark room. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, hey, I, I have been able to make that where I can unlock that thing with one hand. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the. I've seen you do it. That's, that's awesome. The, that is, the, yeah. That's the. It's like the after a while to, to explain to what people the the, the door the, the photo department cave or bullpen is got two sliding pocket doors on either side of it, and uh, one of them. You can you lock with a with a sliding bolt from the inside, and then the other one, the high security, is a master block up in the up in the corner of the thing on one of those on a latch, and the key the key the key is hidden above the lock, an inch and a half yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> And I loved getting phone calls from interns on their first Saturday. I'm like, they can't get into the photo department. I'm like, turn the light on. Okay. Uh, okay. Put your hand above the thing, like I showed you. Oh, there it is. What amazes me is 
And we're probably going to lose the key. Now I say this, we're going to lose the key. I'm amazed nobody ever lost the key. Yeah. I think I think I dropped the key once and fell under the door. Oh, <laughs> no. Get, like a yardstick to hook it and oh, drag yeah. it back. Yeah. Uh, Too funny. Yeah. On a Saturday morning. Yeah. I know. Yeah, well, you got a, you got a wrestling meet in Orion. I got to get there now. <laughs> um, no, what I'm about not. the old... Uh, Go ahead. What about the old... Um, Star Trek doors from from when it was the wet darkroom days. Yeah, they, where did those go, Gary? Do you remember those went? I think they went out in the trash, if I remember right. I think uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, those were cool. Well, we tried to, you know, we were just playing with them in the alley, surprise each other. After <laughs> <laughs> a while, you're, you're like cats. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, I God, you know, we could sit here and tell dark stories forever. Um, I've been buzzed by the newsroom multiple times since Uh-oh. we've been Where here. Are you? Where are you? Um, come downstairs and be productive. No, I refuse. I was up till two in the morning trying to figure out um, the photo schedule that we used trustedly is going P-Sked's away. P Sked's going away, but P Sked is being born again in for the time being in uh, Google Calendar wow. if we can get it to work right. Um, just so people, you know. I don't know how much. Right now, the trouble is trying to figure out who has, um, like, invitees. Does everybody have to have editing capability of the entire calendar? Because remember the days of CTEX and reporters would would invent spaces. (laughs) What, you don't have five morning photographers? (laughs) It's a 715. A what? (laughs) Well, Herbig would have shot the 715. Because he was up at five in the morning reading the paper, shooting and eagles, shooting eagles. God, I can't, and I can't believe that he got away with shooting eagles. Right? They're all stuffed in his basement. <laughs> well, there was there was an an eagle on the masthead of the Argus, right? That's so, true. Oh, when yeah, we got rid right. of, and yeah. when we got rid of it, people complained, and then they went away. <laughs> you Were mean you? the people went away? <laughs> the complainers went away. <laughs> they, they, they went away. Everybody complains about something. I got a guy. I took a picture of a guy the other day uh, walking his dog next to the new I-74 bridge construction, and it was warm out, and he was wearing shorts and a coat. And I get a text message or a text email or whatever from somebody who wants to discuss the merits of wearing shorts and a coat. I can't wait until I've got nothing to do but be that guy. I'm angry. Like, thank, 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 thank you for your thanks for being, thanks for reading the paper. Yeah, um, yeah. I that one I didn't understand, but anyway. But we get all sorts of things like that, and we've discussed a lot of them in the podcast. Anybody? Any closing thoughts on the building? It's gonna feel weird. It's gonna be not weird. being connected to it again through you guys. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. Yeah. All right, folks. I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Todd Wilbert. I'm Gary Cranbeck. I'm Paul Coletti. I'm John Greenwood. And we've been talking uh, about... Se- oh, we forgot yeah. about... Uh, <laughs> you do it again. It's okay. No, 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 no. I'm Todd Meisner. It's, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm merely a ghost. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Todd Wilbert. I'm Gary Cranbeck. I'm Paul Coletti. I'm John Greenwood. I'm Dan Vedanich. <laughs> and we've been talking about 1725th Avenue, the... Soon to be former, and there's the train. There's the train. Right on time. It's there, like, there's oh, your clothes do a right podcast there. At 245, because anyway. All right, folks. Thanks very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our reminiscing, and hopefully it was fun. And all right, thanks, folks. See you. Bye.
The Talking Pictures podcast is produced by Todd Meisner with help from Todd Welvert, Meg McLaughlin, Brian Achenbach, and Gary Krambeck. With a special thanks to Laura Frames, Randy Fisk, and Laura Anderson-Shaw. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incomputech.com. To see some of the photos and videos discussed in our podcast, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog at talkingpicturespodcast.blogspot.com. Make sure you never miss a podcast by subscribing to the Talking Pictures Podcast on iTunes or Podbean.